Hi guys. So we have an additional surprise guest. And Hello. her name is Jessica. So Hi. Jess, introduce yourself, please. Uh, I'm Jess, Jessica. My subject combi was the same as Ryan, so biochem, econs at high level, and uh, SL math, uh, language, and Chinese. Yeah, and yeah. how do you know me and how do you know Ryan? Okay, so I was in Isabel's class in um, Sec 3 and Sec 4, and Ryan is in my class uh, for Year 5 and Year 6. That's right. And, and both of them are in uh, the, the acapella group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we're in VA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vocal core. <laughs> Catch us on Instagram. Dude, that's our promo, though. <laughs> Uh, picking up from the mess where we left off, uh, let's just talk about how and why we decided to enter the IB. So I'll just start my my, my long story. So I IB actually started for me in primary one because in primary one, I went to uh, India for two years, and P1 to P2. And then we were sent to uh, American School of Bombay, which taught the middle years, the early years program, the middle years program just part of the IB. And I think from there, my mom got a sense of what the IB program was. So my mom was like, okay, the IB program seems pretty cool. Uh, so what uh, she did after that was uh, she decided to enroll me in MGS, which offers the four-year IP program leading up to IB in ACSI. That's, that's how I went to the IP. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, you can okay. tell your story. Um, for me, my IB journey started when I was in... When I was 12 or 13? Yeah, 12 or 13. For me, I, I think for, for all of us here, we didn't really make a conscious, cons- conscious choice to choose IB at an age where we were very all that smart. Yeah, like, I feel was, I kind of did. But that's because really? my mom did a lot of research. Okay, yeah, true, true. Because yeah, I think for some of y'all, you'll be like, what, 16, 15, and we thinking about the IB for us. started a lot earlier. For me, I just chose it because it was a school that all my friends went to. But I think as time went on, I had many opportunities to transfer out. But I didn't mostly because um, I liked how IB was more flexible in terms of learning. Uh, we didn't have to cram for one exam at the end of the year. Work was a bit more spread out. And now that I'm done with it, it's kind of a plus in that you know I don't have to cram and like have so much stress at the end of uh, for, for the final exams. But uh, in another regard, it's more stressful. Like It's spread out over a longer period. It's stressful all year round. Yes. It's not stressful at the last moment. Yes. <laughs> and that's because of coursework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, just as a segue, uh, also, I think Ryan and I both did the DSA route, direct yeah. school admission route. Yeah. So I did, uh, I, I got into MGDSA via academics, known as the HAST test. Yes, yeah, same. Which is some... I failed that test okay. in like P6. It's okay. Oh my god. You did P6, Ryan? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, so oh we god. both did it in P6. So anyway. what happened for that system? <laughs> I think the MG system is different now because they maybe apply by either the STEM or the humanities oh, route. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they've changed it. Oh. But like previously, you had to take a bunch of exams under HAST. Ooh. And then after that, you had to sit for an interview. Yeah. And then oh, you were decided you got it. Oh, I didn't oh, have PTSD. Yeah. You didn't get interviewed. Mine was just like one test and then I got a letter along with my, my PSLE right. cert. Yeah. Okay, I was on the waiting list. So Same. I didn't Same. know. Oh, yeah. I only knew under my PSLE day. Same. Yeah. I didn't even get into the interview round. I think I did too badly. So Jessica, tell your story. <laughs> anyway, so um, for me, uh, I still entered earlier. She was an MG in, primary. Yeah, I was an yeah. MG primary and MG secondary. So for second one and two, uh, because I didn't get into um, IP in year one, I, I took the O-level track for... I was in the O-level track for sec one and sec two. But um, in sec two, I took the... I'm not sure whether it's also called a HES test, but I definitely took an admissions test. And mm-hmm. then like... 
um, I did an interview, which was kind of like English oral, but a little weirder. And then um, uh, after doing that, I got into IP and then I entered um, the IP program in year three. Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, from then on, like my, uh, my route was like straight to ACSI from there. Yeah. And it's also where I ended up in the same class as Isabel. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Now we're gonna talk about like how we chose our subject combinations for like IB from your in year five. So in in the IB you take three high level subjects at high level, which in the A level would be equivalent to H two subjects, and then you would take three standard level subjects, which in A levels would be equivalent to H one subjects. Um, for for example, in SLMF, the suggested teaching hours is something like one hundred fifty hours, but if you're taking HLMF, it will be something like two hundred forty hours. Yeah, 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 so yeah. for for your HLs, you learn them more in depth, and you learn extra stuff. Yeah. stuff. You, you for some, you also get additional people. Mm, yeah, like math. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what Ryan and Jessica will be sharing about is uh, why they chose their HLs. So in year five, we were given this bunch of briefings about the different like subjects and subject combinations during orientation, and then towards the end of orientation, we had to indicate that our top three choices for uh, which subjects we wanted to pick. Mm -hmm. So, Ryan, how do you pick your choices? For me, in secondary school, which is the years prior to my IB, I took a triple science combi. So it was mostly oh. science, but I also did take um, a pseudo-history subject um, and a literature subject. Honestly, I did better in the literature subjects, but I also wanted to pursue a career path that uh, needed science, specifically medicine. Uh, I have really, really hard time choosing my subject combi. I, I think I flip-flop between three or four combis over the course of a month. Yeah, I eventually <laughs> settled on um, biochem and econ. So bio and chem because it was a prerequisite for medicine and I enjoyed uh, biology over physics. Um, and I chose econs because it had one of the higher seven rates. <laughs> Honestly, that was a big deciding factor for me. Yeah, and I don't oh. think it's that bad. You don't have to feel guilty if you do that. I did want to switch to history at some point. Um, and I also wanted to try um, history, econs, and literature because those were the subjects I was like most interested in at the time. But I, eventually I decided against it because um, mainly because of career choices that the what universities were accepting, what courses I can go to after I leave IB. Uh, but also thinking about the workload, bio and chemistry are both very... Um, especially bio, you need me a lot, a lot of notes. And that goes the same for history, and I didn't really want both of those on my plate. Okay, so for me, because I have the same subject combi as Ryan, I guess because I also want to pursue the medicine route, uh, I chose bio and chem. And because I didn't take physics in secondary school, like in year three and year four, I could only choose bio. But it's okay because I like bio better anyway. For chemistry, I... Uh, I mean, I didn't really like it at the time, but I had to take it because it was a prerequisite. And for econs, um, I was actually deciding between... Um, BM and econs because um, I actually really enjoyed like the BM business management yeah the BM subject that we had kind of in like global studies in MGS yeah. Yeah. but also I realized mm -hmm. that econs might have been more like all-encompassing like BM is like a very specific and specialized yeah. aspect which I think is really good especially if you are interested in business and you really want to learn more about it but for econs I chose it because um, I feel like it applies to a wider range of like real life topics yeah if you get what i mean and then like i feel like when we do econs it's like very interesting because um like terminology that 
I've never known before, like suddenly like makes sense to me. So like sometimes when I'm reading the news and I see like, oh, budget deficit or like, you know, the, the central bank is adjusting the interest rate. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, wow, I know that. So I think econs gives you a lot of like really good general knowledge and like a better understanding of the world in general, which That's I think is policy yeah, it's definitely very useful. <laughs> like even if you don't pursue economics like at a higher level in university, I think like like SL, regardless of SL, HL, econs, like, both of them are very like applicable to real life. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. For myself, uh, my subject combi was determined because uh, I wanted to take up a special scholarship program. So I wanted to take up what was known as the humanities scholars scholarship, scholarship. <laughs> humanities scholarship <laughs> program, and that that program has a kind of a fixed combination because. Uh, you, you want to have specific teachers and, and, and be a bit more targeted. So that's why I had to choose literature as a, as, as a must, economics as a must. So I couldn't do business management, uh, HL. And I also had to take uh, either history or geography, which I took history because I was more familiar with it, having done it in sec three and four. Yeah. So I, I guess you can tell from our sharings that like some people such as Ryan had a lot of different things to choose from, but they decided to choose that based on their uh, career choices. And then, like, some people, like, for Jess, she chose it, like, whether it was more versatile in, like, applying it to the real world. Mm-hmm. And I guess for myself, I was a bit constrained by, uh, by the scholarship that I wanted to take on. But at the same time, it was kind of good because I'm quite focused on what I'm interested in and also what I'm good at because I'm so bad at science and math. <laughs> so so this kind of subject combination is actually quite targeted in, in playing on my strengths. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about in-tech and non-in-tech classes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is something kind of specific to ECSI. I'm not sure whether you'll find it in other schools, but generally in most schools, you find that people tend to gravitate towards certain subject combis. For example, biochemicons with SL um, language and mathematics is something that's quite common in our school. Mm, yeah, it changes so, yeah. though based on the year. Changes based on the year. Yeah. So when you have a lot of people that take the same combi, they're put in a same class called in that class. Uh, when they, when there's you, you take a more rare combi, you're put in a class with uh, other people with a rare combi called a non in that class. In that class, you go for all your lessons together. You stay in the same classroom. The teachers come to your class. In that class, you go to the teachers' classroom. Non non in that non in that class. Non-in-tech class. <laughs> teachers' classroom. Yeah, I think I think that means that's it. Yeah, it's kind of applicable to Singaporean students because I think in JC you see more of the uh, JCS and A levels you see more of the non intech style. Mm-hmm. But if you come from a secondary school, uh, you you'll be familiar with the intech kind That's of style. Really That's true. Yeah. I feel like for ACSI, like compared to other IB schools, because we have like more constrained subject combis, so it's more common to find intech class. I think in ACSI because um, they streamline our subject combis in terms of what we can take more. So yeah. um, intech classes are generally more common. So You'll probably end up in one of the six in tech classes if you choose something um uh common. Yeah, common. But yeah. also I think that like if there's like overspill, they also choose the in tech classes based on your grades. Yeah. Right. So usually those with higher grades will be in the in tech classes, but I don't think you'll lose out in terms of like anything with regards to like teachers, because like mm-hmm. a lot of the in tech and non in tech classes sometimes share the same teachers. So yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to the selection process, whether it's intact or non-intact, doesn't really matter. Like you should care more about what you're interested in learning and what you want to 
pursue in the future rather than the class that you're going to have for like two years. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Don't choose your combination just because your friend is there. Do not yeah. do that. Or even worse, because in orientation you met a nice guy or girl mm, and you want to yeah. go to the same class. Oh, class. Not worth it. oh, if you do that, Fine. I'm sorry, sis. Yeah. But, focus, focus on your yeah. future. Yeah. I feel like in tech is good if you really like your class, and I think in the case of like Ryan and I, we really liked our class. Yeah. It was like quite bonded. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know there are some classes where people don't really like their class, and it's a bit sucky. But like, yeah. I feel like. Choosing what you want to learn is better than like, you know. If you're not in tech class, you can have more friends. You can see more people. So it really depends. So Are you the type of like, yeah, comfort or friends? Um, hmm, comfort, food, or having friends? Well, okay. I was in a different class, but I was also in tech class because the humanities scholarship class is a class on its own. And uh, they were, um, Jessica and Ryan were in a in tech class. And I think from both of our ex- uh, individual experiences, the in tech class worked out pretty well because mm-hmm. uh, our classes were generally quite bonded and were, were quite close. But I guess the non-intech, and I guess as other people come on and share uh, in, in future episodes, they might share how non-intech also has, has benefits as well. Mm, definitely. Ryan, we would like to hear your experiences about your extended essay. Okay, the extended essay is a term you might have heard shown about sort of analogous your project work but not at all since it's a, a large project but it's individual. a written thing individual written 4,000 words any subject you like generally people choose to take their HLs I'm a special case I chose to take my SL which was literature do I regret it? perhaps <laughs> so I chose my EE subject based on my interests which at the time was literature um, didn't you go by the ballot thing? Yeah, yes I did I did go by the ballot thing uh, I put literature as my first choice yeah, and I, I left it up to fate and chance if I'll get it or not. Um, the plus point is I had fun writing my um, EE. The minus point is I was not very good at literature. I was not as good as I hoped. What What was your book about? Uh, oh, I did Never Let Me Go Back, Hazo Ishiguro. Yeah, but the drawbacks of doing an SL in as your EE, if you're not very confident in it, there's not a lot you can do to um, bring up your skill because if, you, if you're not in close contact with people who... Uh, know how to write essays or something or you don't know where to get help it can be kind of troublesome so it's good to do that also um, it will affect your uni applications when um, for example if i want to apply to medicine a literature ee is not something that's going to be very attractive to them but if i see that i did an experiment in biology where i created a, a plant tissue culture and i i found a new substance in garlic that inhibits bacterial growth or something <laughs> which is like an example of an ee you can do um, the bio one would be more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, do what you like, but also be practical about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Okay, for me, like, um, yeah, I also, because I also wanted to get into medicines, but like, I honestly didn't really want to do that much lab work because I dislike lab work. So I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll choose econ. So for me, I entered via like the, what was it called? Like, the proposal writing. The proposal writing. So we submitted a proposal and then like, it's kind of like a direct admission, but they yeah. still choose. But most people who wrote proposal got in. Yeah. So for me, like, even though I did an economics EE, I did something related to healthcare. So mine was the underconsumption of breast cancer screenings in Singapore. And I think that um, uh, you don't necessarily need to choose a science-based EE, okay, specifically for medicine to get into medicine, because I think there are people who took like econs mm. or like um, econs or like other like Langlid who yeah. got in. But like, I feel like if you can link whatever your interest is like in your EE to um, 
whatever field like you plan on entering in the future, it, it would be good. Lah. And I'm pretty sure um, there are a lot of ways to do it. And like as long as you like phrase it properly in your interview, it should be fine. So don't let that constrain you too much, especially if you don't like that world like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, because EE was um, a journey, I was very stressed throughout because um, I got a lot of uh, negative comments on my drafts. So I had to like take out a lot of things, put in like new things. I had to rewrite uh, a lot of parts of my EE and I went so over the world limit, I had to cut so much. Mm-hmm. And um, what I learned from the EE is that I think you have to keep an open mind. Like honestly, you can go in to something, but you you definitely won't know everything about the subject. So uh, the more you learn, the more data you collect, you need to like change um, your EE and your essay based on whatever results you get and like whatever feedback you get from your teachers. And like, I think if you get a good teacher mentor, it's definitely a plus. Really gave a lot of like constructive advice. And I think like, um, one regret I would say is that I didn't consult her more. So mm-hmm. I think like if you have like queries, like you shouldn't be afraid to like consult your mentors, especially mm-hmm. if you think that like, um, that, that the advice that they give is very constructive to you. Yeah. Like ask them questions, not like, yeah. you know, like not like oh my gosh, look through my EE yeah. like ten times. Yeah, yeah. More like, can I do this? Help on essay writing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Or like clarify. ask for terminology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think personally, hearing about Jessica's EE, uh, I'm quite uh, fascinated with how she managed to combine her interests in uh, what she plans to study in higher education, mm. like medicine and science. So she talked about the underconsumption of breast cancer screenings mm. with the EE subject. Uh, choice which was economics and I think that helps to kind of make uh, I don't know whatever she's applying for in the future more impressive because mm. the the person considering our application could see that oh she's managed to use what she what resources she's had to kind of create something uh, unique to a field of choice yeah but but also do what you're passionate about because yeah, this is definitely. one and a half years of yeah. your life <laughs> being spent on 4,000 words yeah like sometimes like I regret my choice of econs <laughs> but like I mean when I think about whether I'll be happy doing bio, I said no. no. So, you know, <laughs> either way, I would be sad. So, I mean, I guess just choose something that makes you less sad. So talking about EE as a whole compared, like, because it's something that you won't find in many other subjects. I think it's a very useful opportunity, not only for you uh, to get a wake-up call, <laughs> to learn more about your abilities in certain subjects, but I think it's also very analogous to things that you will experience in uni, uni life where you have to crunch, like, a 1K essay in one week. That's or, true. Yeah. Like, these kind of experiences where you have to do a large essay, you have to hone your essay writing skills, you have to learn new parts of the subject that you don't really, you aren't really familiar with and it's not going to be tested. It feels like a waste of time, but you still have to learn, you still have to do well. That kind of experience, that kind of pressure they have put you through the EE process, I think is something that's very valuable and very unique to the IB program. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's the advantage that I will arguably say that makes uh, the IB diploma quite distinctive. Uh, I did a literature EE. Literature is one of my uh, higher level subjects. But I'll talk about that another time in in another episode. Let's talk about whether or not we regret. uh, We regret taking the IV. This IV journey. Isabel? Well, I personally don't regret taking the IV. Uh, This is a bit controversial to say but i think ib is more geared towards the humanities and languages uh, i think the fact that every single every single person even if you're taking sl language and literature you still have to take literature mm. reflects the fact mm-hmm. that they are very language and literature centric mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. 
if you are strong in languages and literature, I think IB is the place for you. Mm. Personally, literature is my passion. So I think I thrived in this environment quite well. And I think overall, like being in ACSI the past two years have been really one of the best experiences of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this for propaganda. Like, I mean it. <laughs> like, I think the friends that I've met here, like the people who will be on this podcast, people I, like, I'm going out with now, now that IB is over, <laughs> it's like... It's, it's like really made this journey really memorable and really special. And I think that there's a lot of support, a lot of structure that like uh, that this school has given me to help me like do the IB and do it well. Mm. Yeah. So no, I don't regret thinking the IB. To add on to Isabel's point about it being very geared towards like language, I think I can agree on that because even in your non-language um, subjects like math or like, like, uh, like bio or chem, we still need to write a lot of things. We need to like write reports. And like, even though it's a different type of language, it's still a language still nonetheless. So I feel like... Writing for your internal assessment. Yes, mm -hmm. writing for our eyes. Yeah. And like, um, scientific writing is also really important. And I think that like, the fact that IV lets us hone this kind of like different types of writing yeah. through like our IAs is really good. Because like, I mean... My mom is also a doctor and like she writes a lot of papers and so she complains about like doctors who can't really write papers well or like their grammar is bad. So like I think Ivy really provides you with a lot of good real life. Um, uh, it adds a lot of value to the skills that you need in the yeah. future. And Holistic. like honestly when like when you go out into the real world, you may not like know how to like answer like some MCQ questions. <laughs> but like honestly, because you know how to write like these like I IAs, like maybe like you cannot economics or like some uh, literature essay I'm not sure but like I feel like it will be a lot more useful and applicable mm -hmm. to like you in the future if you take the IV and you learn like these kind of skills but I also think that if you're probably not like that language inclined you may not want to like take IV because we, re we really do a lot a lot of writing and I think that yeah it's really something that you can't escape no matter mm -hmm. what combi you take so personally, do you regret the IB? No, because I do like languages as well, even though I took sciences. And like, um, I think that like it would be very fulfilling in terms of like the holistic nature of the program. Mm -hmm. And like, I really like the fact that we had time to work on our IAs like outside of like the IB exams, so that like our entire grade wasn't dependent on like this like two hours. Yeah. And like, I think that is so much better than like. Uh, because it, that helps you spread out your stress, okay, which may be good or bad depending on how you work. But I liked it because like I wasn't so fixated on like one exam and like yeah, I think mm. it was overall a good experience. And as Isabel said, I think the friends that I made here like through through our CCA, through class, and like through many other avenues was like it was like the friends I made here were really like invaluable and like I don't know. I think the the relationships that I had to, I got to deepen and like the ones that I formed were like very meaningful. And I think that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't regret taking the IV for anything because I think mm. that I met a lot of people that I will definitely want to keep in contact with yeah. for like most of my life. Yeah. Yeah, invite me to your wedding. <gasps> what? <laughs> Wait a second. I, I, I largely agree with everything they've said. I will add a note on the point about uh, IV being mostly language based. That's true. Uh, for some of the science subje subjects, especially, you find that the A-level syllabus goes a little bit more in-depth. Organic chemistry, you memorize a bit more. Bio, there's more content to revise. But overall, I will say you do not lose out when it comes to science. Universities usually don't say that IB students perform poorly on science. In fact, I would say that the additional um, 
benefits to your language, especially in language. I feel like my organizational skills has improved so much because of language. And also, let's not forget the presentations, all the oral presentations you have to do from your IOC, individual oral commentary, your TOK presentation, all these small uh, written tasks for language. Um, the small presentations that uh, and projects that buff up your language skills, which is super important, mm. even if you're doing you science. communication skills. Yes, communication skills. Most of all, I think like, if you want to do well in IB, it's definitely going to be a very stressful experience because you're going to need to put in consistent and um, good effort throughout your whole two years. But I think that is actually a really good holistic experience for personal growth. And that's why mm. so many people come out after IB being so close because you go through the gauntlet together and you share the same experiences. <laughs> Especially if you go into a school with good culture, you'll definitely come out not regretting IB, not in the slightest. Yeah. Mm. Like the shared experiences of crying over IAs, <laughs> panicking over um, exams and not being able to study enough. Yeah. <laughs> they are very powerful. Yes. <laughs> to clarify on that, I think IB does give you a better work ethic because you do have to work Definitely. consistently yeah. for a yeah. lot of small deadlines. Yeah. Uh-huh. So for all your internal assessments, your coursework, for your extended essay. But at the same time, there are still people up at like 2, 3 a.m. rushing, yeah. oh, that rushing their work. Yeah. Oh. And... <laughs> And you, well, you bond over those experiences. So yeah. don't be afraid feeling like, oh, I have to like work nonstop all the time to be on top of my deadlines. Like like continue to negotiate with your teachers, like mm, like yeah. set set goals for yourself, but mm. also like don't stress out too much about yeah. it. Yeah. Just just remember that you're not alone. Because mm. if you think you're struggling, everyone else is struggling with you. Yes. And you will get through this journey together. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought I wouldn't, but I'm here now, yeah. so I, I guess I guess we made it. We made it. Yeah. We did it. Oh my goodness! And that is all, guys. Thank you for listening to Yay! the first episode of um, the IV Experience podcast. Thank you to Isabel for inviting both of us. Yeah. And for starting this, I think yeah. it's very useful, especially for people who are like thinking of going to IV or they you just just want to know yep, yep. more about IV and what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank all right. you. Bye.